1: Daily face Podcast comes courtesy of The Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Beebs bondi
3: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 7, Episode 8 of the Daily Face-Off Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me, as always, we've got Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Beebs bondi Beebs, how's it going?
0: Doing good, doing good. Just trying to keep my morale up. Um, D. absolutely smacked me around in a fantasy, um... League this week to a (laughs) 9-0 tune. So I'm just like, I can't even look him in the eyes right now. But other than that, great. Hockey's back. Still haven't seen Nathan McKinnon play, but Hockey's back. Um, Go Avs. And uh, screw D's fantasy team. That's making me question, like, my whole year already. And basically being on this podcast.
3: Yeah, so Nathan McKinnon um, also... Tested positive again on Saturday, so he's going to be out uh, to start this week as well. I uh, ended up with the fifth overall pick in one of my leagues and got Nathan McKinnon, so off to a bit of a tough start. Yeah. I had Nathan McKinnon and Mark Scheife, who was my two centers, and the first day I was just like, this isn't good. But uh, D, congratulations on your first week win. Thanks. Happy to be here, of course, and uh, yeah, in good spirits, as you heard. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. So... It's been a bit. I I think actually 17 days since our last episode. Basically, we got you guys ready for your drafts. I hope you guys all drafted fantastic teams. Uh, and then you're you know heading into this season ready to win some championships. Obviously, we will be here along the way to try to help and guide you to a championship uh, along the way. And if you... Need a little bit more help, we do have some great new DFO premium products uh, available to you. Uh, Before, it was always just DFS products. Now, it's season-long products as well. We've got a thing that lets you sync all of your Yahoo leagues, as many as you're in, does not matter, uh, into one clean little sheet. You get your own personalized player news hub, all the daily face-off news, all the starting goalie information, all in one spot. Uh, There's a trade analyzer, a draft analyzer if you want to see how you performed in your draft. Uh, a free agent pickup tool where you basically can just compare the guy that you're dropping for the guy that you want to pick up to see if it's a good move. Uh, so a lot of cool tools there. Uh, so head over to DFO uh, and, and sign up for DFO Premium. Just five ninety nine for the month uh, if you want to try our season-long tool. So very, very inexpensive. But it's only been a week. It's been a great week, actually. A very exciting week in the NHL. Uh, but we're not going to overreact. We don't do that on this podcast. So originally we were going to do like waiver wire pickups and all that. A little but too soon. It's probably too soon because I'm not going to be like, hey, drop the guy you just drafted. Obviously, there's players that you could be dropping.
0: Some teams Got- are one game in, some are three. It's just, you know, it's, and then, yeah, it's it's a little early. But yeah. uh, we, we want to get you
3: contact. So, what we're going to do is actually go uh, team by team through the NHL um, and just basically talk about what we've seen from each team thus far. Again, like Beeb said, some teams only played one game, so there's not a whole lot to go off of, but we're going to go team by team. 30 seconds on the clock for each of us just to kind of talk about what we've seen, what we've liked, what we've disliked, and maybe a player uh, that we'd like to potentially be picked up or somebody to keep an eye on moving forward. So without any further ado, we are going to start, it's going to be a tough start to the show, the Anaheim Ducks and the Arizona Coyotes to kick the th- <laughs> kick yeah. things off here.
0: Not a lot of fantasy stuff going on here, not a lot of fantasy love, but
3: yeah. All right, so the Anaheim Ducks, uh, obviously John Gibson out early, got off to a one in one start. John Gibson wins. Anthony Stellaris comes in. Anthony Stellaris would be somebody to keep an eye on, potentially, if John Gibson is going to miss some time. He's actually put up disgusting numbers yeah. um, in his, like, 10 games. He with... was, like, 39% on two after the drafts, um, in Yahoo, at least,
0: which was crazy. That is, um, crazy. It's John Gibson, somewhere we're talking about here. Yeah. So, and he yeah. looks really, really good in that first yeah. game. But um, so good that he hurt himself.
3: Yeah. Uh so I actually like Jamie Drysdale 28% owned uh again just two games but averaging 19 minutes 20 seconds per game. He's running the top power play unit for them. He's been throwing a lot more rubber on net uh than he did in his 24 game stint last year. So I think like there's not a whole lot to love about the Ducks this season from a fantasy perspective, but I think Drysdale, Trevor Zegras, those are like The only, I mean, maybe give of these healthy guys that you can get some value out of.
0: Even Zegers a little alarming, um, in his first game, just or first couple games here, he's only around 14 minutes of ice time. So just if they're kind of babying him like that, if you're in a a redraft league, he might not be someone you want to, uh, you want to dedicate that much stock into. But um, talking about dedicating stock, Mason McTavish, uh, classic case of someone who blows up first night, everyone grabs him. Um, and and goes nuts. Just someone that, you, you know, keep an eye on him long-term, but for right now, playing second power play, he's got only two shots in two games. Um, it, it's just the ice time really isn't there. Same thing with, um, with Zegrest. He's only getting played about 14 minutes of ice. Has an absolutely hilarious hockey just DB pick. Amazing, on amazing that. lettuce in his yeah. hockey DB pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, um, before the show, I was, I was, I was pretty like, adamant that it had to be Craig McTavish's son, and uh, we looked into it, not even spelled the same way. So, uh, no relation to Craig. But, uh, but, yeah, don't go nuts on Mace McTavish. He's going to be that classic guy that people go crazy for because of the point of production early on, but just all signs point to it slowing down. You know, very good first night. Probably, probably ate his Wheaties. Was a little excited because, you know, game one as a rookie. A little crazy, drafted third overall. I don't think anyone knows that. Um, but, yeah, anyways, Brock said it. Drysdale probably the one I'd look at, but, yeah.
2: Deep. Yeah, I think um, Gibson when he's healthy is worth rostering because I think he's still a talented goalie. Oh, yeah. Um, and it'll be worth starting in, in a good matchup. So he's worth owning and rostering, which I think is more than you can say for pretty much the rest of this team. I do think Drysdale's worth keeping an eye on. Only playing about 19 minutes a night right now. So you'd like to see that go up. But of course it could. And just getting started here.
0: Yeah, and especially this year with the 82-game schedule, I think people are kind of like thinking it's like last year where goalies are going to see a lot of those same crazy names a lot, and, and they're not, so you can be a lot more picky-choosy, like you said, with Gibson, so I think it's better.
3: Yeah, and I mentioned Salars looked really good. Next week, they got four games, but in Calgary, in Edmonton, in Winnipeg to start the week, not what you're looking for. Arizona Coyotes, another team, not a whole lot going on, uh, but one person that's got a, kind of caught my interest, uh, he would be in super deep leagues, maybe a dynasty uh, league pickup, uh, for decent weeks where they're playing a lot of games. So I think just keep an eye on Lawson Crouse this year, 3% owned. Uh, huge spike in usage so far this year. He only played 14-18 last year, already up to 17-41 per game in two games this year. He's a net front presence on their power play one. Uh, He leads Coyotes forwards right now in shots, scoring chances and high danger chances, so really good signs early on. And then if you're in a banger league, which is the Yahoo Standard Leagues right now, he also provides a lot there, averaging 3.3 hits per game since 2019. So again, not a hot team that you're probably going to get super excited about, but in Super League Leagues, I think... Kroos brings a little bit of a juice.
0: Yeah, the one thing um, a little concerning for, for me as a Jacob Chitren owner going into this year is he's not on PP one there. Shane Gossesberry is, though, so that might be worth giving a look just depending on seeing what happens. At the same time, though, this could easily be a 1A, 1B, or 1A+, where they kind of just switch them on and off. I don't like much about Arizona. Um, I, I was originally thinking maybe Phil Kessel, but he's not getting a ton of ice, not getting anything. a ton of shots, and he's just... Thirty six or whatever year year old Phil Kessel, Um, Clayton Keller. Even I was excited for same thing, no usage. So if you are looking for usage, like Brock said, Lawson Krause. But overall, this is just a team I am staying away from. They lost eight two opening night to Columbus. It's not gonna get much better than that. Um, Yeah,
2: yeah, I I would say if you are a and order, just kind of hold tight and and don't worry too much. He does have he does have nine shots through the two games, even with you know not getting all the top power play time and still playing over 25 minutes a night. So uh, I think he'll be getting some power play time regardless. And he's going to be throwing the puck on net. So uh, yeah, I think he'll come good on
3: his ADP still. He's hit the net nine times. But he's thrown twenty pucks towards the net in two Ooh, games, so that. He, he's love shooting that. the puck a ton. Especially after last year's goal production, that's uh, someone's got to shoot on this team. I got him for one dollar in a dynasty league, and I was just like, "This is he's going to yeah. have nine hundred shots this year." <laughs> he's also going to be minus forty five. I also decided to
0: keep him in a keeper league, so I'm like, I'm glad I'm not the only one with a little bit of. Uh, A little bit of hope for Chitron.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, 20 20 pucks towards the net in two games. I'm down for that. Um, All right, the Boston Bruins, again, a team that's only played one game. They made their season opener on Saturday. Uh, But Jeremy Swayman is a guy for me that I'm keeping an eye on. He's 63% owned, but he started the season opener. He's going to be a big part of that platoon in Boston's net this year. Whether it is an exact 50-50 split remains to be seen, but he outplates played Linus Allmark in the preseason. Yeah. He I got mean, to season I season opening about start. Allmark. Yeah. He has a nine forty six save percentage in his first eleven career NHL starts. So obviously a kid that appears to be very talented on a team that should be very good. I think Swayman might be a little bit better than Allmark at this point. Yeah, I'm a little concerned because uh we had we had Allmark ranked pretty high all
0: around in our in our opening show and because of that I drafted him fairly high in another league. but um, Swayman, twenty two years old First-round pick. He was also my standout guy when looking at Boston here. Obviously, like you mentioned, one game in, so no need to panic. But things weren't going great offensively in that first game. But, yeah, Swayman played phenomenal, um, absolute stud. He is their future there. So it's kind of scary that if they start giving him about a 60-40 split, I think he could be one of the biggest fantasy steals we see this year at goalie if – if he does continue to play like he is, because like you said, 946 across, what was it? 15, 16 games? 11, start- but eleven, still. Yeah. That's, still uh, yeah, we're getting to the point where that's not necessarily
3: um, an anomaly. Anymore, yeah. Well, it doesn't seem sustainable, but still definitely not sustainable, but, it, but not, if it comes down to nine you're happy. Exactly. Do you have anything to add on Boston?
2: Uh, just Taylor Hall, obviously just one game in, but he only played 15 minutes the other night. So um, hopefully, you know, we were hoping to maybe see his role expand a little bit, averaged 16 minutes last year uh, in a stint. With the Bruins, so uh, still obviously firmly locked into that second line, and doesn't look like that'll change anytime soon. With Pasternak, Bergeron Marchand still taking up obviously that top spot. So uh, you know, little discouraging there, one game in, but not great indication so yeah. far. One injury
0: too, and he just becomes back to big end Hall. But I mean, you never want to bank. I am a little
3: concerned about Taylor Hall just having to play with Charlie Coyle all year. Like it's not yeah. playing with David Krejci at yeah. all. Yeah, it's not nerve wracking. Yeah, he's not dishing like Krejci was. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, first place in the NHL. Let's go. Haven't lost a game Craig yet. Anderson, best goalie ever. <laughs> um, so the guy that really stands out to me early on for them is Victor Olsen. Uh 14% owned. Olsen's going to see massive minutes this year. He's averaging 18-18 through two games. He's been throwing everything at the net so far. And a guy with his shot, uh, obviously you love to see it, just throwing everything at the net. So uh, I think like you know he's going to be the focal point of that top power play unit uh i obviously they played arizona the other on saturday afternoon so i watched it because it was the only game in the afternoon and him and tage thompson really stood out against a really bad team so i think Olafson could have a little bit of production in deeper leagues just a guy that shoots a ton yeah a guy that we've liked before
2: and i think in even deeper leagues maybe jeff skinner as well pretty similar obviously um in recent years probably hasn't had the same flash of upside as as Olafson, but i I think when you look at that roster, those are really the only two pieces of any sort of recognizable talent that jump out at you. So, in the, yeah, deeper leagues, I, I think obviously Olsen first, but then, like I said, even deeper, maybe Skinner might be worth a look or he's at least like you say going to get a lot of run and he's going to shoot the puck a lot as well so. yeah
0: that's actually what i have written down is the same thing like there's literally no one else i'd want but all but I, I not not to, to overcut you but i'd say almost even in if, if you're in a 12 team league grab all of as, as he could be a total steal as a back of your roster guy like we say all the time someone has to score goals and brock said he's shooting a bonkers eight shots pucks. in two games just absolutely nuts yeah he seven is seven for skinner yeah yeah, yeah. Both, yeah, they're one two on the team. Both right phenomenal, now. yeah. But uh Olsen, we just seen him be that staple number one guy on the power plane. For some reason they're well, not for some reason, we know why they don't go away from it and, and they're probably not going to. Um so yeah, so Olsen, I think in, in, in twelve team leagues should be basically owned across the board. At least on the bottom of rosters, plays both sides in, in Yahoo. Um
2: yeah.
3: Just to remember to remind the listeners too, like we're talking about guys that are readily available. Yeah. Obviously Ross Miss should be owned as well. He's oh, at fifty nine percent, but you Know, we're not going to talk about the guys that are you know 87% owned because there's no point right yeah. at this point. So, um, you know, obviously Rasmus Dahlin, somebody that that is interesting as well at 59% owned. I think that's pretty, you know, that that could stand to go up a little bit 22 and a half minutes, um, right. per game. And he, he looks solid. They actually talked about playing him at Ford potentially a little bit this year, which is hilarious. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, so, um,
0: so I will say, Jack Eichel owners and redraft leagues. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I took him in the 11th round of my one league, and I was just like, well, yeah. That's a risky take. It's people who took him in the early the fives, the sixes, where um, the yeah. news that passed this last week is going to oh, hurt them. I a lot. Hope that didn't
3: happen. Uh, Andrew Maniopani is my guy from the Calgary Flames. Obviously, a guy I talk about a ton. You guys never seem to get on board, but I'm going to keep trying. Twelve percent own. He was on pace for 26 goals, 20 assists in uh, 82 games last year. Obviously, not amazing numbers, but um, still encouraging numbers from a guy who had back to back 100 point seasons in junior junior. Uh, he should spend almost the entire season on a line with uh, Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan, two guys that are looking to have bounce-back seasons this year. So uh, I still like Mangiapane. He's a guy that I think can continue to to boost his production. I think he's locked into that top-six role this year, which was not quite the case last year. The other guy I think is worth mentioning is Blake Coleman. Um, we, again, he's probably going to spend the entire season or, or a lot of it to start the season uh, on the top line with Lindholm and Matthew Kachuk. He missed the first game because of a suspension, but... Uh, both those guys are, are at least worthy of watching.
2: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that shakes out um, when he comes back, because obviously Goudreau, um what was it, Goudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk, was the first line yeah, yeah. Uh, on Saturday night, and they played a shit ton, right? They played like 23 yeah, minutes. Yeah, all three of them. And I think the like Monaghan line was around 15. 15 so yeah, that was so. a huge, you know, discrepancy between uh, yeah the two. especially when you consider like okay maybe Goudreau just moved up because of the injury switch right like you wouldn't expect it still to be like you say such a big discrepancy so yeah something to watch moving forward if that line sticks together at all like I think it would be pretty much pretty
3: awesome for that oh, it's line be elite yeah it could be pretty Matt detrimental had, like nine shots on goal
2: yeah I mean, yeah. they, like I said, Kachuk, Goudreau playing 22, 23 minutes a night together would be pretty dangerous. So oh, That was would a be high awesome. temperature. I, I would too. hope for it. Obviously, it would destroy your boy, Mangiapane, any, well, any you know what, At that point, I'm, has, I'm okay.
3: But, I've got some stocks in Johnny Goudreau, yeah. and I'm ready for that bounce And I think
2: back. that's the way to go because Monaghan just keeps you know, trending in the –
3: Wrong direction. I think it says a lot, more. too, that they're playing
0: Edmonton in a game. That, uh, that's a huge yeah. game, and then they're willing to go with that. If that's their forte this year, clearly something wasn't working last year. If that's what they're going to do this year, like you said, wow, is it going to be beautiful to be an owner of any of those top three? Anyone else behind them kind of sucks. Um, I All I had written for them was just one game uh, and a lot of ice time for those those first guys. So they're yeah, so in we'll
3: Anaheim tomorrow, so we'll really see them pop off a little bit. Yeah. Carolina, off to a nice start. Yeah. Um, the guy that I have my eye on, I just think his own percentage is too low. And again, I just I can't stress this enough. It is purely from a st- fantasy hockey point of view. It is Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, uh, at I seven, exact 74 percent so. owned. I drafted D'Angelo in every single one of my leagues this year. I love D'Angelo from a fantasy hockey perspective. <laughs> he's quarterbacking the top power play unit. That unit ranked second in the NHL last year, eighth in the NHL the year before that. Uh, he's he is highly owned already at seventy four. But I think if you're quarterbacking a power play unit that features Svechnikov and Aho and Nechaz yeah, should be a hundred percent close to, yep. closer to a hundred percent than 70%. So I, I think that his own percent own percentage is too low. Um, and he's a guy that I think absolutely needs to be picked up. Yeah. Six shots in two
0: games. Um, that's production. That's just, I mean, even if he is only playing power, please, if you're getting six shots in two games, that's three shots per game. That's forward like production. This is going to be a huge fantasy sleeper pick. Um, I mean, you cannot deny the offensive skill, and Carolina is gonna. I mean, they pay the money; they're gonna use him the way he's meant to be used. And they remember have how early ability. everybody
3: was drafting him last year
0: too. Like it, he has, yeah.
3: like he had 53 points in 68 games yeah. in 2020.
0: Someone drafted Adam Fox behind or in front of him last year, and I laughed at them and drafted Tony D'Angelo. and I was like, "Oh, thanks for drafting Walmart Tony D in front of me." And this guy still makes me wear it every day, and he should, uh, because I shouldn't make comments like that. <laughs> Do you have anything out on the Hurricanes, uh,
2: Svechnikov?
3: Yeah, he's been outstanding. shooting like <laughs> <laughs> looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. eleven, 11 shots, shots
2: through two games, four points, two goals, two assists. Um, so maybe we were we we're wrong to talk him down again, but no.
0: we have to until this happens. Yeah, we even exactly. said it; we said we're going to do it until he explodes. Yeah, Is so happy to see
2: it. Still just playing seventeen, just under eighteen minutes a night, so a little bit room for that to grow as well. Um, but yeah, really great yeah. start for this him, is a
0: so. team too. Like, be patient with him. It's early. Vincent Trocheck doesn't have a point yet, I believe. Martin Nikas doesn't have a point yet. If you have those guys, just kind of chill. Um, but yeah, like I said, is... Damn. The other
3: guy that maybe is worth monitoring, I wouldn't be picking him up yet. But yes, Barry Cockney, he is on the top line with Sebastian Aho. It's just something to keep an eye on. I'm just not I, sure he's
2: very good, are we? No.
3: No. no <laughs> I'm not sold on, on his talent level. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, and I think that this one is is very clear and obvious, yes. and that is Kirby Doc. Uh, yes. beebs, I know we're both kind of on that train. I think, you know, D, I'm sure you are as well. I think everybody is. He's only 35% owned. He's been impressive through three games. He's averaging an absurd 19 minutes and 20 seconds a night. He moved between Canaan to Debrinkat to start Saturday's game. Uh, he's, on, he's second on the team in scoring chances so far. I just think like with that usage... And he's not... This isn't an anomaly either. No. We've seen him play a lot of minutes before. And we've yeah. seen him between Debrink Ed, and Kane. I think that they were trying to use Tyler Johnson there to lengthen the lineup and get some other production from their third line or second line with Doc. And it just didn't work. Game one in Colorado, he had seven breakaways, it
0: felt like. <laughs> Every single time he was on the ice, it's like, holy shit, how is this 6-5 forward on another breakaway? <laughs> and then he just slam it right into Kemper's pad. So you're like, well... It's going to change, and when it does, that's a terrifying big fella who's 20 years old with a yep. now-comfortable wrist. Um, just looks absolutely deadly out there. And moving up the lineup is just a total – it's deserved. He, he was their best player of the game uh, against Colorado. It's the only game I've watched for them. Um, but, I mean, he's only gone up in ice time, so it just shows that the coaches are uh, are more and more trusted. I think this is the player they drafted at three, three years ago. Yeah,
2: I think if you're looking for breakout players this year, he's got everything – everything all the context you want is there right he's been an up-and-coming talent for a few years now uh moving into an absolutely primo spot we've seen a lot worse players a lot less talented players than Kirby Doc become somewhat fantasy relevant playing between Patrick Kane and Debrinkat within the last couple seasons I love Pius Suter but I don't think I would have been recommending him as a streaming option as much uh if he didn't have those two on his wing so uh, you know, you've thrown a guy like uh, doc with his kind of talent. Who's going to look at create as many opportunities for himself as he has his line mate. And obviously he's got a guy like Kane on his wing, who's going to drive the play for him. So it's just a really great spot to be in Uh nine shots through the three games as well. So yeah, like I said, it, it looks like he's going to get the run. Um, So yeah, got everything you're looking for. If you're, looking for a breakout player on the wire right now
0: also flurry owners chill a little bit they've had only three games and uh, a couple of them <laughs> against just incredibly high scoring teams uh, i i do think that a lot of them are gonna regret where they drafted them just by the way things look early but at the same I time we warned you do not do it's not, just a
2: much less structured yeah, system but than, they're uh, just so bad defensively yeah, yeah that's to, what it is to put it yeah. to put it bluntly and they kind of to like, go straight at it they're they're okay with it you know they're just like We're going to try to play to our strength, and it makes for some good hockey.
3: Yeah, yeah. they're fun to watch for sure. All right, Colorado Avalanche. Biebs' Colorado Avalanche. I have Bowen Byram. Uh, His ownership's actually skyrocketed to 43%. Wait till you hear what i got to say about him. It's been a tough start for the Avs due to COVID, but Byram has been a guy that's come out of the gates quickly. He's moved into a top-four role next to Eric Johnson. He's playing PP2, and I think he's at least worth a look while Devin Taves is out. Uh, Byram looks like a, a guy that can be your number five fantasy defenseman in play. Um, you know, when the, the Avalanche are, you know, on the schedule. I think the other guy that's worth a mention now that um, the Avalanche just said that McKinnon is – oh, you want you, you want it? Oh, you got somebody? All right, go for it.
0: Well, let me talk about my team a little before you snipe every guy on it. Uh, go for N- it. Nazem Kadri. Oh, is that's, that... Not that that's not who I was Oh, say. okay. Well, because in the theme of just um, big centers going out early, um, Nazem Kadri right now is a guy you can stream the next couple weeks. Or at least for a week. He had twenty minutes of time on ice. Um, and in the first two games there, were six shots on net. We love that shot production. Power play one, center one with Randon and Landis Gog. Um, it's just it, it's too obvious. He's still completely under owned. Someone you can 37%. Maybe, yeah, maybe even grab and just uh, in a couple weeks, someone's really struggling, doesn't know a ton about fantasy hockey, and you can trade him for, for a little bit more than he's worth. But at the same time, even when McKinnick comes back, this is the, the power play one guy. He is their power play one centerman. He's just their face-off specialist. And uh, that'll bode well, always, for Kadri, someone you could sit at the bottom of your lineup on this high-scoring team. He'll usually be in the top six. So uh, someone who I just think should be a little bit higher than he should. Um, and Brock... I love the Bowen Byrum suggestion but I do have slow down on Bowen Byrum as my suggestion. Um, there are pieces coming back. I just I don't I do suggest keeping an eye on him. I just don't want people to start there's a lot of people talking like he's almost the next Macar. No, he, he he won't be there's once just not once enough Devin Taves time is there. back. Exactly. Once Devin Taves is back. That's going to be useless. the issue. Yeah. So that's that's the worry. There's a lot of a lot of people asking, you know, do I should I trade for Byron for this? Should I do this for Byron, and it's like, not not really. Definitely enjoy him while you have him now. That's why I'm saying slow down. I do think he's a, he's a weapon while he's in that top four. But, yeah, Devin Taze is going to come back and demand 25 minutes of ice time deservingly. Kyle McCarr, obviously another 25-minute man. Next thing you know, you've got to split 35 minutes between four guys, including Eric Johnson. It's not easy. Samuel Gerard, it's a deep, deep back end. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Byron, he did, he has looked great, but, again, only 18 minutes of ice combined in those two games. He'll look good for the next couple weeks, but uh but yeah, just JT
3: Confort was the guy I oh, was gonna mention. I love it. He's well, then, playing over twenty minutes tonight as their as their second line center. Uh he leads the team by a wide margin in individual expected goals for in just two games, seven shots on goal, throwing everything at the net. Uh, you know, he he's he's leading the team or second on the team, I believe, in, in scoring chances for leading the team in high danger chances for lot going for him right now while McKinnon's out. So I think he's another guy. He's only one percent owned so that's a you know, he's available in everything. Yeah
2: uh Birikovsky too um i think him and Kadri just like
3: yeah crazy
0: on
2: that and rubbish, yeah. landis cog's what suspended the next two games
0: you yeah. know well one now
2: yeah. one now so at least i think you know if you're looking at streaming options when, when do they play again is it monday tuesday. night tuesday, tuesday night
3: against the uh capitals so full
2: schedule but even dfs play like i think Kadri and burakovsky are are going to be great on that line with written and and then if um obviously landis cog will be back after that but if McKinnon misses more time obviously like you said i think Kadri is like honestly there's He's a streaming play, but there's a lot of guys like on my team that I would start him over if he's on that top yeah. line. Absolutely, 100%. for now, McKinnon's yeah. minutes. So yeah, I think he's like a like you say, he's almost, four points in two games. Yeah, he becomes almost like, 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 like a must own like a must-own for like five days. So. Yeah, which is it's <laughs> and then you can it, go ahead and drop him again. Gonna be a in, good in, week in, at NAS in most formats, and I think you could say the same for Bierkowski if you're just looking to get an extra game.
3: Bierkowski's crazy. The, the only, like only like issue with those guys, I think, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday schedule next week in Washington, in Florida, and in Tampa. So not necessarily the greatest schedule, but still, it's hard to find guys that are going to be playing over 20 minutes a night on the top line with miko randon on the waiver wire without a doubt uh columbus blue jackets a decent start for them we talked about how we expected them to score a lot more goals under brad larson as opposed to john totarella they score eight in their opener they looked good in their second game as well max domi's a guy i have written down 14 percent own his career has been a roller coaster (laughs) really yeah. What did he have? 72 points the one year. Then I don't think he's got 72 points in the last two years combined. Uh, but we've seen big numbers out of him. Like I said before, his four points in two games is a great start, and he's done that in limited ice time. This team isn't exactly yes, loaded, so there's a definite case for him to earn more playing time as the season progresses. Uh, for some reason, they have three centers on one line. Like he could easily bump Alex Texier off that top line and center the line a line. He could center the Bjorkstrand line. Like. There's a lot of moving pieces here for the Blue Jackets. They're 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 one of the teams where when you look at their lineup, like that lineup is not set in stone no. by any stretch. So it's a nice start for him. It's a team that's going to score some more goals this year, and uh, I think he's a guy that should you know could be a bit of a beneficiary by that.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, it's crazy. The the point production per per time on ice has to be one of the highest in leagues. Oh for sure. He only he, he had a three point nine, and then he, they decided to reward him with a whopping like 24. Which is almost embarrassing. That's it's like almost John Todorella stuff. Yeah, fourth line minutes. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, if this guy starts getting a bit more time. I think you're right. He becomes almost a must own. And I think a lot of people shit on Columbus this year, just because I don't know. They just thought they weren't even going to put a team on paper. I'm not too sure, but no one wanted to touch their players. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to regret not touching their players because. Uh, they're, they're going to put up some goals. I also, did say that they were going to surprise yeah. people this year. Right yeah. You mentioned that they don't. That they, they beat Arizona yeah. so far. But. Also, Vladislav Gavrikov is here in very, very deep leagues. This is someone who Brock's talked about before. Absolutely crazy that you've talked about him. But um, two assists in first two games. Um, obviously, Both secondary assists. Nothing to, nothing to go home about there. But 21 minutes of ice time. There's not a lot of talent on that back end. And this is someone who has stood out. He is very noticeable with the eye test if you watch Columbus. Um, and someone who's playing second-line power by minutes here and there. So.
3: Max, don't be third in the NHL in all situations. Total points per 60.
2: But Jorkstrand is still awesome. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. just so high
3: home. So amazing. I can not believe it, He's too. 68. Oh, I, honestly, 86, I, was, I thought it was. I know, 68.
2: Yeah, I think you're dyslexic. I don't
3: know, man. One yeah. of you is, for sure. One of us is. But <laughs> I, I actually, just looked like three times. It was like mind-blowing 67 me. right now. It is says. it 67? S- yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: okay. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh. <laughs> no – I think, um, yeah, I, I just think that should be higher. I think he should be owned in like pretty much every league, and I think he's their best player. He's for um, sure. Voracek is still about ten percent higher than that, so, and it is weird. Like, like you said, that. Lineup is just a total mystery right now, and they're basically all playing like 15 minutes a night through, like they're all just four lines. Right? Why yeah. does he have a so, four
3: point night and not go up? Think, any own percentage? I think yet, I was, think what happens probably too a little bit is you get up eight to two, you probably don't. You know what I mean? You don't you know your top line quite as heavily. Yeah, it's um, definitely like it, you it only changes things up. And a guy that I mentioned earlier too in the season in our goalies episode was Elvis because He was my sleeper. He has a 147 goals against average, uh, 948 save percentage. Said his... he
0: was going to win the Vesna.
3: I didn't say he was going to win the Vesna. No, but he, no was... he said he was. I oh, that he was did. It. Yeah, I'm he sorry, I I I didn't say yeah, that. but no, he did because he's not going to do that. Yeah, but he, he I think he's play. a at very, rate, I think he's a very very good goalie, and uh, it's been a nice start for him in, in some cushy matchups. So I think at 57 percent own, he's a guy that can be a, a really really good goaltender three for you. Um, speaking of goaltender threes, Braden holpie is an interesting case for Dallas. 30 percent own. He carries almost the exact same ownership right now as Ben Bishop, who's on long-term injured reserve. (laughs) Silly. He played very well in the preseason and earned the starting job. He's the clear number one option in Dallas right now. He started the first two games of the season. Anton Hudobin lost to the Senators tonight. It is early, but a 939 save percentage against the Rangers and Bruins in his first two starts is certainly encouraging. But on the flip side of that, Dallas Stars look bad. Yeah.
0: I, that's all I had written was just this is not the same Dallas Stars team as we've seen the last couple of years. It's pretty obvious if you watch them play. Um, I think some pieces are getting a little old there. But um, also just be a little patient with them too. Because-
3: they flat out, so their coaching staff flat out came out and said like we need more from our top six and then today in line rushes their number one line was like Luke Glendini, and Their second line was Radek Faxa. Their <laughs> third line was Rupet Hintz and their fourth line was Ben Segan and Radulov. Like That's how he put them in line rushes. I I'm think like, he was doing that outrageous.
0: for us fantasy
3: guys just like Fuck
0: with fans that they grab Luke Glendening because his own percentage <laughs> went through the roof today, which is stupid
3: well silly. In, in, um, in, in, I even saw someone in one of my leagues. Uh, the only I actually I heard it was okay, I actually, added him. I actually picked him up today in a points league that has faceoff wins because it was the only team. Fair. It was the only team. Play, play. No, absolutely. So it was, yeah. that's that shit's gonna boost. It's just like, I added him and Radic Faxa and won the won the league or like the week because of it. It was yeah. amazing.
0: I, <laughs> what a performance! <laughs> we had someone pick up Chris Tierney and pull off a like th- two power play point win tonight. That's it incredible. Was just that's bomb. even better. Yeah. So it, it was. Anyways, NHL be better. Put some games on Sunday, please. Ah, they don't want to compete with football. There's never. It's never yeah, gonna happen. But some of us want to have fantasy comebacks. Yeah. It's not, and it's not never. have to decide between guys on Saturday. It's
3: never gonna happen. I know.
2: I'm uh, you know, the signs coming from this team. I don't know if this leadership team is the one to to pull this team, pull the stars through it, but uh, I'm willing to give them a little bit more time. You know, sure. yeah, oh
0: yeah, they're not like
2: yeah. Sagan, When was the last time Sagan was really healthy, right? You've Two got years a ago. yeah. Now they, I, I think it's he's kind of coming back into a different team with the breakouts of the guys like Hints and uh, Robertson the last yeah. few years, and and, you and know, Robertson. They, they also don't have Robertson. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just think there's a. Uh, there's a lot that this team kind of has to figure out still, and uh, I'm willing to give him some time and, and hold out hope. I think there's a lot of talent up there, and someone should be able to, you know, get some goals out of them.
3: Radulov looked actually really, really good today. So yeah, hopefully. Uh, and
2: Heiskanen looks uh, really good, like we were talking about before the year. So,
3: okay, couldn't be more excited about this next one, the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, I told you. I told you. On the D episode, Marit Sider is a monster, um, and he's turned himself he turned himself into one of the best prospects in the world uh, after a great 2021 campaign in Sweden. He won the defenseman of the year in the SHL. He's made an immediate. They call impact. that the Lidstrom? Yeah, I think so. Instead of the it should yeah. be right. Yeah, in uh, he's made an immediate impact in Detroit this year. He's averaging 21 minutes and 30 seconds per game. He picked up three assists and three hits in two games. So if you're a banger league, he's an absolute must own. Uh, 21 minutes in your first two NHL games is, is incredible. He's power play. Uh, he's on power play two for them right now. It's been a great start. He, uh, did you see the, the little clip of him just taking the puck away from Hedman yep. after the whistle? Love that. Hedman team. came after him and that's he's just unreal. like, unreal. Fuck you. Then somebody else came after him. He's like, fuck you. The pair like, on a kid though,
0: who's like three games deep doing shit like that against a Norris winner. That's yeah. unreal. I love, I love that shit. Yeah. That team's got a spark. We saw it come out of Larkin's power fist the other night. That was amazing. But, um, Brock I actually wrote, Mo Cedar is a must add in, in almost all leagues, and I think you'd love to hear that. Um, I mean, like you said, is Tyler he,
3: Bertuzzi a must add? No, he's not.
0: Um, he's like because the- he Tyler Bertuzzi cannot play in Canada. <laughs> I know it's incredible, um, and he's definitely worth keeping an eye on because he's clearly playing with a chip on his shoulder after last year. Um, but yeah, no, Tyler Bertuzzi. I mean, personally, I'm gonna play him right now on that power play one. We all saw some of those goals in that first night. That was. Crazy! I don't Four know what the hell was happening. Insane. But also, him and Robbie Fabry look like they have a decent connection going on there. Um, we were kind of worried Larkin about what Larkin looked really good that. too. Exactly. Yeah, we were worried about what would happened with no man. Not worried, but no man. That's a huge piece out. It kind of feels like, yeah, exactly. That What's Fabry up with Larkin? Is he okay? Settled. Yeah,
3: just just, one He game, got suspended one game, mm. but he's banged up too. But I right, think right, he's gonna right. be okay. But yeah,
0: honestly, right. one game. For he looks that. good. Yeah, he looks great. He's. Uh, I think he heard all the people like shitting on him, saying get him out of town all summer. Good I don't job. think that happened, really. I thought he, let, he did leave that first game early, him. didn't he?
2: Mm-hmm. Didn't he leave that first game early?
3: Yeah, he got suspended. He got a game match oh, penalty. Oh, he got a yeah, match, yeah, yeah. Okay, match penalty. But he had four scoring chances in 11 minutes. It's I just good.
2: remember checking the box score that night and yeah, seeing Yeah, no, he,
3: uh, he punched Matthew Joseph right in the face and then yeah. kicked <laughs> him out of the game. So. Also, Brock, do you not listen to Detroit Talk
0: Radio? It's like everyone just like, well, it's yeah, not time then, for Larkin. Get him out of town. Like, yeah,
3: well, those people are insane.
0: Well, yeah, but still, hey, you hear it.
2: Well, yeah. they're, he's just the only name on the team that they
3: recognize. So He's <laughs>
2: been here for a while. We should trade him. That too, yeah. Let's get rid of him.
3: Yeah. D's, D's been driving the trade Larkin train for a while. Um, all right, another guy that I had as my sleeper this offseason. Yes, he pulled Yarvi, ladies and gentlemen, 54% owned. I loved him in the preseason. He was my right-wing sleeper I drafted him in every single one of my leagues and he's been paying off early everyone loved Hyman and was drafting him early for some reason but it's been Pooley RV playing with McDavid and Leon to start the season he's got two goals with two assists in his first two games uh, he's playing almost two minutes more per game than he did last year all signs are pointing towards a huge breakout for, for Pulley RV this year uh, and I don't to be-
2: no, and I don't think there's a whole a lot else to talk about on this team right no. now uh, Connor McDavid if he's available in your leagues go ahead and pick him up <laughs> yeah grab him right away <laughs> he's pretty good um dry saddle pretty good too um but yeah no uh you know hopefully pull can hold down that spot because i don't know how much production we're going to get uh from these other complimentary pieces this season. That yeah, team just, is hilarious. Just good
0: not to see Jack Cassian being Connor's line mate um, for once yeah. to start. But, yeah, Puyarvi's a guy where where I could, I could easily see him getting that early first week um, fantasy ad boost and keeping it all year if he does keep that spot. He is looking like How he could, could, you could be. That? Yeah, exactly. And he, he deserves it. He looks like he would be our boy Con Con side piece. Um, and uh, 54% owned. I'd like to see that go up a lot more. Um, I mean, I, I don't understand how there's 46% of leagues that don't have this guy owned on a team that probably have Jack Hyman on every team.
3: Um, I think another guy that you could probably talk about is Mike Smith. He's still he's 81% owned, but he's looked yeah, really, really, really hey. good in the first two starts. 953 save percentage is obviously electric. Um, he's, again, available only in 19% of leagues, but he it was great last year. He was great his whole career, except for like a couple of years. Yeah. He's old, but he's on a, a really good hockey team. Uh, Tuesday they play the Duck, so if he's available, you really pick him up now. Thursday they're in Arizona, so if they decide to start him in that one too, he's he's got two free wins this week. They do play Friday in Vegas, though, so maybe they'll go <laughs> two free wins that route. But uh all right, Florida.
2: i I just want to oh, shout sorry. out No, I literally just want to say hats off to Darnell Nurse because he's played sixty minutes and twelve seconds through the first two games this Incredible. year. So he's a he's I'm a, really hoping he, he can average like three times. Yeah, yeah I'm shit, really man. hoping he can average over thirty for the for the full eighty two. <laughs> if he could play like a full forty one games himself over the season, that'd be that'd be mad impressive. Kind of impressive, yeah. <laughs> I think he's allowed. I <laughs> he played
3: two 41 games points. in 82 games this year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's played a full one already, and they've only played two.
3: That's incredible. Um, Florida, it's it's they've looked great. Yeah, um, everything that we were kind of expecting from them. The Bennett line has looked exceptional again. Carter Verhey got started right where he picked, they picked up right where he left off. Reinhardt's fit in seamlessly. Yep. problem is there's not really a whole lot to pick up because they were one of the hottest commodities in the off season. The one guy so I think right is now. worth mentioning is Owen Tippett, 6% so. owned. Um, again, there's not much to choose from in terms of uh, waiver wire pickups from this team, but he's playing on a line with Bennett and Huberto. That's looks really good so far. The problem is he's only playing about 12 minutes a night. So, you know, yep. I, like I, I wouldn't be going crazy over Owen Tippett. I think there's like, he's in a great spot in the lineup, but he doesn't have the same upside as some of these other guys that are on the waiver wire that we've talked about. Yeah.
0: Um, you mentioned it, Sam Reiner playing very well for me. I see him as a buy low right now, as much as a buy low a day in or day a couple of days in can go. Six shots in two games with zero points, so his owners might be like, "Holy shit, I took this guy this high." Maybe they want to move him already. If you're if you know anyone in your league who's, who's absolutely sporadic with trading or you know gets a little worried when they go zero and one, I would definitely be targeting um, someone like Sam Reiner, as mentioned, six shots, two games. That's uh that's gonna turn into some production. But yeah, it's uh it's gonna be an exciting team. I don't know. Not much more to say about him.
3: Anything to add on to that one, uh, there, D? Um, just that
2: uh, Aaron Ekblad is the man, and <laughs> Sam undeniable. Bennett actually might be a second line center.
3: So. Yeah,
0: if he's like all the people who drafted him where they where he was ADP are like laughing right now. Um, I mean, it, it was a tough commit, but he is doing what he was projected as. So good for Sam Bennett. He's finally coming around on that fifth overall pick or whatever the hell. He yeah, I-, I ended
3: up picking him actually in a league. Um, right around his ADP, even though I told people not to because he, I think on Yahoo he has left wing eligibility, and I was just like, yeah, I think so. how can you not? Yeah. So, uh, he looks really really good. Okay, another one that we got right in the preseason. Again, it's only been one week, but <laughs> we've been we've been on fire to start here, other than Sam Bennett. <laughs> The Los Angeles Kings, Victor Arvidsson, 53% owned. We talked about him a lot during the pre-draft process. Everything that we were hoping for has happened through two games. Arvidsson is playing with a freed-up Anze Kopitar, whose offensive zone starts are up 6%. So obviously the Philip no effect is helping. Arvidsson leads the Kings in shots, scoring chances, expected goals, and he's among the league leaders in scoring chances for it per 60. All great early signs. Anze Kopitar leads the NHL in points. Drew Doughty's looked terrific it's just there's a lot going right right now for uh for the kings early on
0: yeah and uh i uh, besides victor arvidsson playing one thing uh I, just uh, to say, I guess, based off till the first night, is chill on Vladimir Tikhachev, I guess his name Tekachev, is. Tikachev A lot of people are, are excited because they think he's the next Kirill Kaprasov. He's, I wouldn't go that far. He's not. He's 26 years old and a Russian who's never played in the show, but he's also had time in North America before. He's never really dominated back in the day. He's one of those guys where, I mean, I, he had zero shots in the first two games. So... You can't really get many goals with zero shot. Yeah, he's Um, like
3: a Dynasty League pickup type of thing. absolutely.
0: But again, 26 years old too, so it's not like he's a a young buck out there. Um, Really like Cal Peterson. We've talked about it before, but I I think that guy's an absolute stud. Cal Peterson's going to be great. We're in for a nice year there. But yeah, this this is a team that's going to be a lot better than people thought, I think. Um,
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, just double down on Arvidsson. I, I think he's looked great. Two really good performances, five she shots, so one bunch. goal yeah. in, in each of the first two games. So yeah, I think he's been great.
3: Love to see it. Another guy, friend of the show, Minnesota's Joel Erickson X, still only 45% on, which I'm a little bit surprised by, but uh, he broke out last year. He's opened the season as Kirill Kaprizov's center on the top line, playing with a more offensive-minded player, obviously, than you know Jordan Greenway and Marcus uh, Foligno. Should sure. dramatically increase his production this year. Uh, his Usage early on is absolutely elite, playing almost 20 minutes per game. Uh, he's on the top power play unit. There's really not... There's nothing not to like about Joel Eriksson. Uh, he's he's basically kind of... I think they've embraced him as a number one center and realized that he needs to be playing with good players new maker and, and, and and score goals and, and, and pick up assists. So uh, at 45% or I think that's a little bit low. Again, um, I think being a strict center, obviously limits his upside and limits how much you can do with him but he's definitely just somebody to monitor if you have Kirill Kaprizov maybe you pick him up to so they can ride sidecar together um all season long
0: yeah um all I had written is Kevin is good um
2: otherwise yeah I That's don't like point. to talk about Minnesota yeah I don't there's not a whole lot of uh, well, Talbot looks there's not a whole I lot don't. of pieces I'm, I'm looking at here as has been the case for uh, a few years now. They just don't score a lot of goals. and
0: They win games, but they just don't score. And it's yeah. Like, yeah,
2: just
3: uh, own their goalies, and that's it.
2: Yeah, I think outside of Kaprazov, there won't be a whole lot to talk about here this season.
3: Matt Duma's been firing the puck a bunch, but he's 70% owned still, so it doesn't really matter. i uh, get hurt. Too. Montreal, Christian Dvorak's one guy that stood out to me, 25% owned. Hasn't really showed up on the scoreboard yet. No goals, one assist. But Dvorak, uh, his first few games with the Habs has been solid. Uh, playing with Jonathan Drouet and... Josh Anderson has been their best line. He's averaging over 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 14 seconds per night. Uh, I think is a really, really good sign uh, for the first week for Jonathan Drewent or excuse me, Christian Dvorak. Jonathan yeah, Drew as yeah, I eighteen percent. So Josh, Josh, Josh yeah. Anderson. That whole line has looked really good. Uh, it's gone, and gone so far that they they immediately had started listing them as like their number one line as opposed mm-hmm. to Nick Suzuki like instantly. So um, that that Suzuki Coffield to Foley line got off to a really really slow start, and the Dvorak lines looked really good. So I think that um, that whole line really is is something to monitor yeah. here. Um, In the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, as I mentioned, Duran, he's actually my guy, 18% owned Someone who I think a lot of people forgot of because of what happened last year with, with him taking some time off and just not expecting him to come back. But this is a guy who I believe he had almost seventy points or more than seventy points a few years back. Just he, he's a natural goal scorer and he's someone who he, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder as well. I mentioned they <laughs> yeah, with Bertuzzi, but he's got something to prove now. He's you know French fans aren't nice in Montreal um, to, to guys who don't show up for them and he really hasn't for a couple of years. So he definitely wants to uh, to prove something. Six shots on goal in these two games, two goals. Um, could be a bottom-of-the-roster guy in a lot of leagues. Also, friend of the show, Joel Armia. Brock, I'm surprised you didn't mention it. Ten shots in two games. That's all lead. he does, though. He just three three gets him on the net, the but team. he never puts him in the net. Yeah, just so many. Yeah, that's hilarious. He's got a big old donut for the point section. But, yeah, ten shots in three games there for Joel Armia, leading the whole Montreal Canadian squad. But, yeah, that's just someone in a super, super deep league or, like, a DFS guy you might want to peek.
2: Uh, I'd say still just keep an eye on the Suzuki line. Um holding out hope there for both him and Caulfield. They've actually, by the numbers, been pretty good so far this season, a 60% possession rate. They've all generated a lot of shots, 11 for Toffoli, 9 for uh, Caulfield, and I think 7 for Suzuki um, through three games. And they collectively have a 0% on ice shooting percentage. So obviously some positive uh, regression coming their way. If they keep you know dominating or you know winning the majority of the play at, at 5v5, uh, I think the goals will come there. So just three games in, uh, I would wait out the cold streak on guys
3: like Suzuki and Coffee. I think um, I think both Suzuki and Caulfield specifically are nice buy low candidates. It's obviously super early, yeah, but they were going very early in drafts. People had yeah, high incredibly hopes. Incredibly, not a great start. It might be a decent idea you just throw in some sh- bullshit offers. Yeah, see, you know, see and if anything sticks, and then yep.
0: randomly text them the DFO lines like immediately. Uh, be like, oh, sorry, I dropped these here, and uh, and and just uh, yeah, try to try to get. Hey, that they're on through. the
3: second line now. They're not going to oh, be good. Yeah. Uh, Another guy we talked about in the preseason for the National Predators, Ely Tolvin and 24% own another friend of the show has enjoyed a solid start. He's fired 12 shots on goal in two games, which is phenomenal. You absolutely love to see it. Uh, The only knock on him right now is he's inexplicably on PP2. Like he was literally your entire power play last year. And then you're like... you know how we could just fuck this up and be a terrible power play again? That's putting Tolvanen on the second unit. It makes no sense, especially while
0: he's playing so well on five v five and just in general. You're like, you know, you know what a good, a nice reward for that would be? Just PP2. let the guy rip bombs on PP one. Yeah, let him go nuts. Um, I love I Have crazy stocks in that guy. Um, just someone deeply like to mention Michael Granlund. Hundred uh, percent. Nineteen minutes, time on ice, and uh, across those first two games, three points, one of which is being a power play point. Maybe he's the new tournament. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, Granlin, just got to keep keeping an eye on. We love PP guys, and uh, he could be a guy. He's available in 94% of leagues.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a ton um, to talk about here <laughs> yeah. in Nashville. Uh, I like Granlin, too. Um, you know, the problem is I think that top six and the top nine, it get shuffled around a lot, and they end up eating to each other's minutes a lot. But I think he's been off to a nice start. Forsberg has obviously looked really good as well. Um, so hopefully – you know that that top line can at least keep some fantasy production relevance coming out of nashville because uh again once you get outside really that top power play unit there's there's not a lot to look at here
3: i think matt new another one worth a soft mention as well he uh he's over i think 19 minutes a night yeah uh, 1949 to be exact almost 20 minutes seven shots in two games he actually leads the team in ex- uh, expected goals for right now so it's been a nice start he's on that top line with johansson yep. and Forsberg. johansson obviously a really good playmaker so he's an, you know it's funny because, like, some of these guys, like, were so good for so many years, and then they have some bad years, and you just completely forget about them. Yeah. Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne's still a player. So, yeah. I think it, Grantland too. You kind of just forget about them once they go to Nashville, but they're, <laughs> <Yeah>. they're both <laughs> still a national, national curse. Yeah. Um, all right. New Jersey. And I can't—I just can't do it. Your I boy. Ha- Talk I have about to him. Say, 83% owned. But Jack Hughes yeah. has arrived. Yeah, Jack That Hughes overtime season. goal was fucking gross. He's sick. That Selly was rock star. Uh-huh. He needs to be 100% on. I agree. He's a rock star. It's Jack Hughes season.
0: He's yeah, getting a he ton is. of ice. The full breakout's coming. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, 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 I mean, two goals. We've only
3: seen one game. Also, really <laughs> quick mention, Dawson Mercer was
0: fucking crazy in that game,
3: too. Dude, their so, Corsi 4, that line, hilarious. Was, they had 17 Corsi 4 one against. They were like 90 90- 3.8 or whatever the fuck that would end up being not that but, but
0: yeah no it's a, it's looks an exciting good. team there's some pieces there um dougie looks like
2: dougie oh yeah dougie
0: gone dougie dougie's ripping yeah
2: yeah he's just gonna do it wherever he goes
0: he's <laughs> the best new watch new jersey games
3: because i feel like people aren't gonna watch new jersey games they're fun it's it's about time yeah um
2: also pretty upset that andreas johnson can't even get more than 11 minutes in new jersey but he uh
3: Almost maybe he's to, just man, bad maybe he's not that he great. scored though i know it's, it's disappointing <laughs> though turns out he was bad um new york islanders kyle paul mary for me yep. 15% owned he's on the top line with matthew barzell in honors league he's on the top ton. power play unit as well he's picked up two assists in two games his use usage has skyrocketed in comparison to what he saw during his 17 game stint with them last year uh he's not going to put up crazy numbers never really has but he's in a pre like a perfect spot to approach 30 goals yeah. uh, which is you know really easy to come by on the waiver wire so to me uh, he's a guy that can score 25 to 30 probably not going to go crazy with the assists, maybe 25 but 30 and 25 would be a really nice season for a waiver wire pickup
0: yeah i think he's one of the most noticeable guys on this list actually like you said just the usage through the roof um at 50 percent owned there's actually another guy and a friend of the show at 16 anthony bolivier um He's just so much like our boy out in Montreal, uh, Joel Armia. Just shoots so much, but he actually has some production. Seven shots, 19 minutes. time Vice to lead all forwards in New York right now. Um, I mean, again, we're only we're only two games in, but just to see that kind of ice coming from Torts. Torts loves this dude, and I mean, he, why, why wouldn't you? With those seven shots, he's got no points yet. That's probably why he's he, he's he's got the 16%. Um, add but uh definitely someone you can look for to play on on a nightly basis if you need it and someone that i wouldn't mind at the bottom of my roster on a few different teams trots right yeah. trots there we go not torts
2: <laughs> trots yeah i, I like, am actually i was like did i miss tonight. some big news <laughs> no we're dyslexic tonight it's uh um, like, i'm well, pretty, pretty sure the top power play i'm pretty right sure i just well. saw torts yeah. on a panel the other night yeah. so he's doing a little both a little hybrid um yeah i don't i, I think you know the Islanders are going to be what they have been for the last few years. I think there's going to be a lot of guys Overrated. that we can look to stream yeah, on a night-to-night basis because, you know, they, they can, you know, score between 15 or 20 goals in the season. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be like a whole lot of moving parts in terms of the production no. from what we've seen the last few years. I think, you know, guys like Bailey, Lee, Nelson, they're probably not going to be worth rostering the entire year. But, like I said, they're going to be good streaming targets and probably Bobili falls into that. Same boat. So yeah, I kind of anticipate them being what they have been for the last few seasons. Lee, maybe for the gold production, but it kind of depends how heavy those
0: are. Lee's always been yeah. solid.
3: Yeah. And uh, just Lexi Lafreniere, 67% owned for the Rangers. Uh, A potential breakout season is off to a nice start. Scored the game-winning goal the other night. He has received the expected bump in ice time. He's up over 15 minutes now. That's good. Way better than whatever the hell we saw last year. Eight Uh, minutes. Yeah, it was terrible. But the shot volume is is really what sticks out early on. Is way up. He's gone from 1.2 shots per game to three shots per game thus far. He's on the top line with Mika Zibanejad. The fact that Capo Kako is now on IR. He's going to miss at least a week. Uh means that there's room for Lafreniere to move up to the top power play unit as well. So uh, if he is available, which he's still available in 33% of leagues, I think he's one of those guys where if it doesn't work out, fine. But there is a very, very high ceiling here. Um, And I think he's worth... Because some of these guys, yeah, they might be off to a hot start, but this is a guy that could have season-long high ceiling potential. Mm -hmm. And you should pick him up at least for a couple weeks and just hold on to him. We could be here again in two weeks where Dylan's like, in redraft league, this guy's fucking droppable, which was the case last year. And you called it about four weeks before I was ready to pull the trigger and you ended up being <laughs> dead on. So maybe it'll be a similar situation, but this year it's off to a, nice, a much better start.
2: Yeah, he's got a year under his belt, right? Um, and that tends to be kind of uh, the timeline um, these days, for save for the you know the biggest talents that, that come through. So uh, yeah, obviously he's a guy worth keeping an eye on. Uh, I think that's a good shout. Everywhere else up and down this team, I think you know the big hitters look good so far, so that's yeah. encouraging to see. Uh, I don't think there's a whole maybe. Kreider, Cry- I think, is already owned in a yeah. decent amount. Cause it, it bangs, he he right, honestly but. was
0: one like when leagues started out of drafts, it was like he was like on the fringe of every 12 team league, where like a lot of people didn't own him. But Cryder, after the, 75. After the first yeah, week, so. he's bombed right up. That's exactly it. Yeah, because people have just watched that production.
2: Yeah, so I, uh, like you said, I think Lafreniere, especially um, with Caco being silent for like the week now, but I hasn't really shown like that potential to, or really the, you know, haven't really seen what we've, I guess what we've seen from Lafreniere so far that makes us think Kako, um is going to take that step forward. And, you know, obviously he's had an extra year on Lafreniere at this point. So I do think if there's going to be one guy to break out uh, on the Rangers this year, obviously he's the best shout.
0: Do they know who they're expecting to take um, that spot on the line two would it be Sammy Blay or would it be Julian Gote or? Do, do we know? I'm, I'm we not don't too know. Sure.
3: We like. A, yeah. like I, I don't have any um, yeah, rock solid information. I think what would probably happen is Ryan Strome when he's back. Um, yeah, that makes him, sense. I think we Ryan kinda... Strome would probably play on the wing, or Heidel would play on the wing. I think that would be the most likely um, scenario. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say if Blaze did move up, then he is he, he's Blaze. He, he's, Blaze he's is even already still a decent yeah. option in terms of just bang leagues. Yeah, I hit so much, but like only in banger leagues. Well, he's got a name like that. You got Yeah, I mean over. if Ryan Strome is out uh, for one more game or a couple more games then yeah i think i think blay would probably be the most uh logical i think it would probably be vitilly vitilly kratz off but uh they burned another bridge with a russian there and he's he wants to trade <laughs> Crazy, he's actually back man. in russia just waiting so um hopefully he's a red wing soon I but <sighs> i, I like, heard grand rapids is beautiful this time how does like this now? keep happening like <laughs> their management team is yeah. terrible yeah I don't um know. All right, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, I think there's a couple players here kind of worth mentioning. It's been a little bit of a rocky start for them. Uh, In in Dynasty Leagues, a guy that's probably widely available still is Shane Pinto. It's been a really nice start for Pinto. Um, You know, got another guy with kind of high uh, draft stock. He's looked really, really solid. Another nice night tonight. Uh, their line absolutely dominated the Dallas Stars tonight to the tune of a 68% Corsi for. 4 The rest of the team was under 50%. So um, they've been outperforming the Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, Tim Stutzel line. But I think obviously um, you guys would agree that we, we've yeah. talked a lot about Batherson. We've talked a lot about Shane Pinto. Batherson 60%. Or sorry, uh, Stutzel. Norris and Stutzel. Yeah. Stitzel 61%, Batherson 60%, Norris 53%. Uh, the concern for me uh, with Stutzel is once Kachuk is back, he's going to be on that line, um, and Kachuk is expected to play their first game this week, which is Thursday, and that should really boost Norris and Batherson. So I would, I think I would get ahead of it here um, and add Norris and Batherson because it's going to affect them dr- drastically at five v five and on the power play. So it hasn't been a great start for them. They might get dropped if they do end up getting dropped in your league. I would hop all over that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All, all I have to say, and it's not even particularly Bathurst because he's a right winger. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, my point isn't even to add much. It's just Thomas chabot eating twenty-seven minutes of ice right now. Um, if you do have him on teams, you love to see that type of thing. Him and Darno. are Darn fight <laughs> yeah, for who can get more thirty-plus minute games. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I think you said it best. Uh, Brady Tuchuk is a big addition to this team. Yeah,
3: so.
0: they look a lot better too. They like uh, they played your Leafs on a back-to-back. Unfortunately, It would have been nice to see him on a front. But uh, they looked good. Um, Anton Forsberg played great in that first game. Not so much in (laughs) the second one, but
2: crazy to say that. Bathurston, I think, had a breakaway. He got stopped on. Yeah, he did. So there you go. Should have had another goal. Bathurston's great. Basically has two points in two games. Basically. Yeah. They played again tonight, but. Yeah, he's obviously been a friend of the show for a long time. So good to see the fantasy world recognizing that ownership. I think as high as it's ever been. I don't
3: remember him ever having 60% before. Oh, yeah. No um Philadelphia uh, again this is a team that's really only played one game um I think the one guy that really <laughs> sticks out to me is Travis Konechny oh uh 46% on he's on the top line with Giroux and Couturier he scored a goal he played 17 minutes he had four shots on goal four hits I mean I don't know what more you want I don't know why he's still only 46% on he's great um thought you're going with another Windsor alert there
0: Ryan Ellis just not saying pick him up, but that ice time was ridiculous. Twenty eight plus yeah. in game one, I, I two assists. I would say pick him oh, up. Oh, pick him up for sure. He's 84% eighty four percent. Yeah, that, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what I'm says. saying. But he should almost be ninety four after that game. Just, uh, I mean, 20, 28 plus. He's he's in on it. He's in the Chabot. nurse race. They're gonna fight. Provorov played in twenty
3: nine. Yeah. So they're playing together, right? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that bodes very I would assume well. so, or else no yeah. one else played <laughs> I think, <it> at all. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I think some of that has to do with the fact that Ristolainen's out. I'm I'm assuming Ristolainen will eat a lot of minutes once he's back in the lineup. Um eh. I think that's probably the first I time. I think if you have Ellis, so
2: you're really happy. A guy played his first two games with a, a new team and he's playing Only one game. Yeah. Only one game. Yeah. And he played played twenty eight game one though. Yeah. That never That's
3: crazy. Happens. You need it. We, we should have been.
0: Um, well, only the, knock is he's not PP1 because he
2: handles that.
3: Yeah, so that's that, that next guy. But we've seen
2: him play. hold fantasy relevance on a worse team without top
3: power play Right, that was 100%. Yeah. I think Ooh. Keith Yandel is a decent add as well if you're desperate for defenseman. He's 53% only. He only played 15 minutes, but he has QB in that PP1. He had two apples, two shots. Yeah, he had the first. So, big team guy. guy. All right, Beebs, you've been yelling about this guy like yeah. all day. So, I'm not even going to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins other than to say... That Mike Sullivan I think is the best coach in the NHL. Yeah, I like, mean he's had he's, it. The guy works time and time and time again. All the time. He has nobody in his lineup. Yeah. They come out and they work their bag off constantly. He's great. He he I don't know what he does. He must be the most motivational guy ever, but he gets the guys going. It's playing for the city of Pittsburgh. It you must just, be. But let's <laughs> let's hear let's hear Black Jack and Yellow, baby. You've been freaking out <laughs> Black about and yellow. you've been freaking out about this guy all yeah, day. So it's be it.
0: way more on actually I've been freaking out about this guy for about two weeks now. It's right after drafts ended. It was someone I was kind of suggesting on Twitter, just other places to you know, grab him if you if you have an open spot at the end of your roster. But it's Jeff Carter. Line one. Um, we've heard all about Pittsburgh's injuries. We know Crosby's out, we know Malkin's out. And someone has to take that time. Forty-nine percent owned in Yahoo leagues. Let's bump that up for a couple weeks, guys, because he's averaging twenty plus minutes of ice time. He had eight shots in one game against Florida. Pretty good Florida team. He only has nine total shots in three games. So the other two games, he really isn't shooting much. Still playing first line. Jeff Carter last year thirty-third in the league in total shots. Um, he's just he, he he can't he can't can't contain himself. He's got to shoot the puck, and that just bodes well for fantasy um, production. One goal, three assists in three games. One power play point, power play line one. And someone I absolutely love to have for about a month when Sid comes back. Sid might be back like this week, though. Keep him. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) When When Malkin starts coming back, trade him for a King's Ransom or anything, really, but mostly the King's Ransom. King's Ransom is going to be Victor Arbitz. You might actually get it. And if you do, though, but if you get a guy who you can even roster on the back end of your team for the rest of the year, that's a total win because you got Jeff Carter for nothing. Um, I, I'm just, I'm really excited about this guy. It's just someone who's proven time and time again. And like you said, Mike Sullivan's going to make someone do something.
3: And Jeff Carter's that someone right now. So, uh, I, I really like having him in lineups. My um, only knock on him would be the fact that Crosby is going to be back yeah. soon. Um, and that He'll they still... only have two games this week. He could so, end up yeah, playing right, two right games too, this too, week. Hurts. He could. Yeah. Well, especially with Brian Rusto
2: and when Malcolm comes back too, right? Yes, um, yeah. so he could have, I got a question for you, Brock. Where was Evan Rodriguez playing in camp? Like when
3: they were more healthy than they are now? Do you know towards the bottom of the lineup? Yeah. Yeah. Like so like that third line with Z- Zar, Bluger, McGinn, like that's locked in. So when they're healthy, which they weren't in camp because Crosby was basically out the whole time. Malcolm was definitely out. Yeah. Um Rodriguez was towards the, the bottom of the lineup, but he's a guy that moves up and down. And yeah, he can when, fill it. when they're when they're hurt, he's always the guy tasked with moving up.
2: Yeah, and obviously he's looked nice. He's got three points the first two games, uh skating on the top powerful unit center in the second line so uh yeah just curious I think he's um I think he's a guy that just if he en- ended up for a time on, on a yeah on a line with either Malkin or Crosby he'd be worth keeping an eye he's on he's never so.
0: really been given the chance to to break out obviously start his career Buffalo yeah. and now now in Pittsburgh for so sure someone who could you know if we if he does get that time do quite well yeah
3: um okay I couldn't be more excited to talk about this next team, the San Jose Sharks, which sounds crazy because they're probably, I, I, okay. I actually think the Sharks are going to be okay this year, like offensively. I think they're going to oh, score okay. goals. I like, I think, they're general, gonna, I was like, I gonna, think Brent okay. Burns is going to be fine. I think Eric Carlson's going to be fine. I think this team is going to be offensively pretty decent. Um, Timo Meier, I don't like, I, I don't know how many times you have to just drive this one home. He's only 32% on. He had, yeah. an he had eight shots on goal in 18 minutes in his first game. Yeah. Eric Carlson is only 60% owned. That's absurd. He played over 20 minutes. He had an assist and two shots on and goal. And he still thinks he's... He still thinks he's the best player in the NHL. Yeah, Logan Couture, 20, <laughs> 20 minutes, one assist, two shots on goal, two hits, only 27% owned. Uh, Dynasty Leagues, William Eklund, he played 14 minutes in that top six. He was a first-round pick. Um, looked good early on, playing yeah. on the top line. It's only been one game. But I just think that this team has a lot to offer... Offensively, this year they have some playmakers. They yeah. have some goal scorers. <laughs> Defensively, not so much. no. Like Aiden Hill and James Reimer are in for a long year. Yeah, but yeah. offensively, that's all that matters. Give me a lot of six five. Losses, uh, Timo Meyer, dude, nine shots. He like yeah, it's beautiful. It's in, or eight shots. I I, I think he's, he's one of the won. best. He threw thirteen. The, yeah, he threw thirteen 32%, pucks, like Thirteen pucks on net. Yeah,
2: I think he's one of the best pickups on the wire right now. like a shot per minute. Like you say, that team is going to be pretty bad, but he's <laughs> going to be playing a lot of minutes. And hopefully, you know, health willing, it's going to be with either of at least Couture or Hurdle. So
3: if it's not, then it, we have to fire like, yeah. and it's, Bob Bugner immediately. And I think
2: that with his talent well, and his shot volume, right. that's going to be more than enough to keep him relevant. Who knows, could even maybe get somewhere close to that season he had. I think it was like 30 goals and 36 assists yeah, is, and yeah. 75 games. The one that made us there, just but.
0: think he was going to break out. Yeah, the, when the he was like 20. So, and that was ever. only
2: a couple of years ago or you know, probably you uh, made me want to name my first a year and a so half little. in COVID years. but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so four. I thought you did. Four years. Um, but yeah, so I, I think he's probably one of the best pickups on the
3: wire right now. Uh, another guy we talked about preseason, Seattle Kraken. Jared McCann, I think, is an yep. early shout. they're
0: so good with the eye test. Like, like you watch those games, and he stands out. Like, he's the, the yeah no. Top the, and
3: they're playing, they're playing an absolute shitload, uh, which is great. You love to see that. The other guy that I think is poised for a massive year, and if you're in deeper leagues, absolutely pick him up. Is Morgan Geeky? That that goal he scored on opening night that was shot insane. Was nice. uh, he's had big numbers at every stop of his career. I think that he's a guy that is po- poised to be the March or so, Riley Smith of the Seattle Kraken. I think Jared McCann and Morgan Geeky are those two guys that are really going to elevate their games to the next level. Jared McCann, real bonus with him, left wing eligible. 17 minutes a night right now, he's 40% owned. Uh, Morgan Geeky is just 2% owned, just center eligible. So still, more of a deeper league target, dynasty league target, but I think he's worth an add-in. The hopes that he is going to be the Jonathan Marsha so of this team.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I don't know much more to add to Seattle. I, I think they're going to be a better team than I expected originally. Just the way they they See, held I don't think up to Vegas. Score a lot. I don't know if they're going to score a lot, but I, I think they're going to like win fifty percent of games, which I I, 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 yeah, I, I, I them winning like thirty percent going in. So that's that's better. Um, just the way that I mean they, they held up with Vegas night one, uh, arguably shouldn't have been a win on that Chandler Stevenson kick. Um, game two, they just they they looked solid again. They got a win, um, first one in Seattle history. Uh, someone to mention quickly out there, just Tanev, Brandon Tanev. He gets uh, both sides of the ice, right-wing, left left-wing eligibility. Seven shots in three games, um, but 31% owned it. If you're grabbing someone at 30, I'd rather grab Meyer than Brandon Tanev. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you're in one of those leagues where there's crazy people who would have – not crazy people, but people who are smart and would own Meyer already, Tanev is just someone to look at. Um, like you said, there's not going to be a ton of scoring in Seattle, but he's someone who's proven early. He can put the buck in the net, so – um, keeping on on Tanev, and he has the uh, funny pictures for his yearly thing, so that's always cute.
2: Yeah, I think that whole first line their ownership could probably go up a little bit. Yeah. Obviously McCann, especially, yeah, I think is probably um, a must own at this point if you want to put that label Jay on Rod. him. Uh, and then I think Schwartz and Eberle, like they're just going to play a ton of minutes in in great spots this year. So. Uh, and they're both talented enough that I think they're they'll produce enough to kind of be worthy of a back end roster spot or maybe you know a guy that you drop and gets picked up kind of quickly but you can cut the cord and yeah I just think they're going to be consistent this year. Yep.
3: Everly uh, 39% owned, Schwartz 33% owned, yeah both well over 19 and a half minutes a night and yeah that first line looks really good like really good mm-hmm. and they play a ton. Uh, so yeah again I, I don't think it's a team that's going to score a ton of goals but they should score you know enough to, at the top there to to make them. You know, worthwhile. Everly's great too for like once a game being like, oh crap, I forgot Everly's on Seattle, so he's great to have for that too. You know, all right, St. Louis, uh, another team that's only played one game, so not a whole lot to go off of here uh, with the Blues. Uh, the one concern for me is, is that Vladimir Tarasenko played under thirteen minutes. Um, you hate to see that like as, a, what's going as a Vladimir Tarasenko truther. Still shot it four times in 15 yeah, minutes. He, he actually, I think, was second on the team and expected goals four in just 12 minutes, so he's still an absolute stud. Uh, But yeah, there's not really a whole lot to go off of on this team. Um, I Jordan Cairo had two assists, but he only played 14 minutes. Um, but he's the type of player that I think could be really good. I just think that this Blues team is so good yeah like they are just so criminally underrated it's it's insane Their D if Tarasenko, like if, if Tarasenko, you know remains on this team for the entire season like it is you, you look at that lineup and you're like how do you score goals against this team like other than the fact that Jordan Bennington might be a little bit of a sieve but you've got Ryan O'Reilly who you just you can't score against Braden Shen who's an absolute yeah. stud Robert Thomas Robert is like Thomas one of the with Tarasenko is just insane yeah and then Tyler Bozak with Ivan Barbashev and Oscar Sundquist when he's healthy on the fourth line. Like, they are gross. Not to mention their blue line. Uh, I just – I think this team is so good. Like, so, not so good, Like, but they're no so they're, underrated. They're very good.
0: They're a team that no one – I feel like no one was really giving them that, like, top of the NHL respect that they kind of should be with, with some of those other teams. Maybe not as high as, you know, the Avalanches, the – the avalanches and, and the avalanches um, but you know they just right below them there i, I think this roster is disgusting like you said scandell was a huge pickup um, that guy mucks mean minutes uh, it's just i don't know this the squad the squad's deep and i, I think there's going to be a lot of nice pieces there um, I, I can't add much more to, to who to add in general i feel like you know they they're, they're going to in gonna terms roll of old deep. percentage the they don't
3: really have anything yeah. other than cairu at 9% brandon saw at 16% uh, Pavel Buchnevich 72. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich provides a little bit more in banger leagues if if uh, if you're into that sort of thing. 72, eh. But uh overall this team, you know, Jordan Binnington should probably be a little bit higher owned. He's like to me he should be he's a goaltender that's good enough to be 100% owned. He's only he's available in 11% of leagues still, but
2: Yeah, I think if he's your number one goalie, you, you're fine, you know. But yeah. You can get by with that. Yeah. Uh yeah, Tarasenko, I I think it just makes doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have him playing down the lineup either way, right? Like if you want to, if you think you're going to keep this guy long term, obviously you want to get him as close to back. Yeah, they could just as to slowly, you know is know. exactly, but obviously, like I said, you want to get him back to anywhere near his peak production. Either way, right? If he's going to keep him long term, you want to try to get the best out of him. If you want to trade him, you want to try to build up his value as much as possible in the short term. So, um yeah, it doesn't really line up with what we were hearing in the off season either. Coming kind of coming back from uh, the whole situation. Uh, kind of sounds like both party were aligned with him returning into a very prominent role. So uh, I would kind of expect to see that and see him creep back into the top six, but you know, definitely something to watch in the next few games.
3: Uh, as for the Tampa Bay Lightning, yeah. uh, I think the the main concern here is Nikita Kucherov mm-hmm. uh, was hurt on Saturday. It looks like it could be Fairly serious. Um, He's, he won't I, be back this week. Basically, sure. what they like, all we know is that they said it didn't look good, which anybody with eyes uh, could see that. Um, so, I, I think, like, obviously, this is a very, very good hockey team. What it does to the lineup is going to be interesting. Yeah, does Corey um, Perry move up? To me, to me, it's probably Stamkos that moves to the top line, and then it ends up being a Corey Perry or a Matthew Joseph. I think one of the two, whoever it is, I think it definitely helps. The problem is... When you play with Sorelli and Killorn, they're not the greatest 5v5 line, so it doesn't really give you that huge boost. If Stamko sticks with them and somebody goes to that top line with Pallad in Point, then it's a different story. But when you're losing Kucherov, you're probably replacing him with Stamkos. The only thing is, Stamkos played incredibly well on that second line. Seven, Stamkos seven is trying
0: points. to make Team Canada. Yeah, seven point. <laughs> I think <laughs> you got a great... Uh, yeah, Stamkos is playing first ball. He He has a tryout. He has about a 50, 40, whatever the hell it is. 40-game tryout period here, and this, that's what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He's but making yeah. Team Canada, like whether like they like it or not. Like, he's he
3: going to fucking... Makes you ask the question. Kutrov gets hurt. Stamkos moves up the lineup. Oh, no, huh. yeah. I, I think that... I, <laughs> I, I I love Stamkos. If he moves to that top line, it's going to be crazy. I mean. Losing Kucherov really affects that power play, but it didn't really seem to matter a whole lot last year. So um, I think Stamkos is in for a big year. It seems like the first time he's been healthy in a while. So uh, to me, just kind of keep an eye on the line combinations at daily phase off and see who who replaces Kuch. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Perry would... Uh, like like personally if i'm if you're trying to beat the gun i'd say Perry likely
0: moves in that top six just cuz he's the one who's done it before been there done yep. that did it and with Montreal could, last year be in the okay. playoffs
3: and they like to use that Sorelli line in a bit of a shutdown role and that's the type of game that that Joseph and Perry can both play so uh, it kind of we'll see we'll see how it shakes out Vancouver uh lots of the Red Wings not great look for them um and they're very high owned but i i think the one one guy that's worth a mention is connor garland friend of the show he's played over 19 minutes he's got a goal and two assists he's still only 64 percent owned Deez leaves just, just chopped the butt oh did i well we'll come yeah. back to him let's just talk about connor garland oh, oh you love I. you love connor garland I do love so connor garland yeah. Too, yeah so that's why don't you fair. talk about connor garland for a sec
2: um yeah i i think you know uh we've liked them for a long time here uh at the daily Faceoff off podcast obviously off to a very hot start um, I think Pedersen has looked great so far this season. Sure has. Yep. Um, the Hog. Yeah, who do they play on opening night?
3: Philadelphia.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was a good game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good game. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, Garland looks good playing in the top six uh, with Horvat and Pearson. Uh, I don't think Hoglander has a you know typically secure hold on that top line spot uh, with Pedersen and look, Miller. Though,
0: for sure, while he's up there, and he has produced the first two games here
2: so for sure but I uh, yeah I just kind of more saying too I think Garland has a chance oh, to yeah. move even further uh up the lineup I, I think you know the trade was uh, I think a little bit I think he's maybe a little bit overlooked with the Ekman Larson trade and kind of coming over in, in that trade I think he's a really nice piece and um you know obviously they've been kind of moving complementary pieces in and out of that top six the last few years so uh, I think he can slide in there nicely kind of like DeFoley did a, a few years ago um kind of a pretty similar player shoots the puck a ton. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, he should fit in nicely. Uh, I think he'll be worth rostering, or maybe kind of on the edges if he kind of sits on that Horvat line. But if he can get more minutes with Pedersen, uh, I think he could do really well this year.
0: My thing is just Vancouver's kind of like their top two lines are just like heavy, they're heavy top two, and I think that's going to be it. So as long as you have that top six, guy, like I love Garland too. Um, I would love to see him on PP1, which is really that big step. But I, I think if he's on line two, regular 5v5, five, five, whatever, it's just that PP, PP1, you got to crack it. and. At least he's the next in line, which is also where I think he's. I would he's just a love to see Hall him. Play,
3: I would love to see him play with Pedersen as opposed to Horvat, but it is what it is. Yeah, uh, ekman Larson, too, I think, is worth a shout a little bit. He's only available Gino. in eighteen percent of leagues, but he's played over twenty-four and a half minutes a night, a goal and assist, eleven shots and eight hits in just two games. So eleven games, shots, yeah, eleven Ooh, shots shit. in three games. Second on the team in shots. Um, sorry, I did not mean to skip the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are expected to get Austin Matthews back on Monday, which is going to be huge. T- the Tavares-Marner combination, um, both by the numbers and the eye test early on, has not looked good. But they've struggled together without Matthews in the past. Um, so getting Matthews back will be huge. I guess the only guy, Michael Bunting. Yeah. Going to be playing with John Tavares. Um, he's looked pretty solid so far. Um, one goal, one assist, nine shots. Yes. he had points. a nice little spell with, Arizona last Very, year. very good. I
2: think more so we should be saying he'll be playing with William Nylander. With, uh, Willie looks phenomenal. Yeah, with yeah. the way things have been going. 15 shots in uh, three games for Nylander, four points. I've played um, him on DraftKings all three games. Yeah.
3: It's amazing.
2: And it was clutch for the Maple Leafs too. I think whenever Matthews goes down, like Nylander has to play yeah, well. Um you need him. To, um, yeah. Really obviously makes the top six. Uh, a legitimate top six, if, if he's moving and, and carrying that line, like obviously he has been so far this year. So, uh, yeah, I think he looks fantastic. You know, I think there's a chance that even uh, down the line, or maybe in the not too distant future, as Brock takes a random screenshot, uh, he's taking a pick. I, I think Nylander could get uh, some decent run with Matthews this year too, if he continues playing like this. So, um, yeah, lot to love with Nylander and certainly if you're looking, I Bunting looks like like you say the best, uh, or maybe. Um, yeah the best option on the, on the wire right now he's shooting a bit playing in that top six getting some power play time as well um, they've been raving about him he's drawn a lot of penalties so I, I'm just telling you the facts obviously yeah. <laughs> we talked about how in a really small sample size he did look uh, pretty good had some good underlying numbers with the Coyotes last season so um, not a huge surprise that I think the lease would kind of jump on him and throw him right into the top six and he's done well so far so yeah
0: i think another like really really deep league look keeper league especially rasmus sandin playing uh top four over there and second-line power play. Uh, Had an absolute beautiful dish the other night for a tap-in goal. Um, That's the type of stuff you like to see, especially if you're looking to fill someone in with
2: that last D spot. So just keep an eye on the boy Sandine, And he did, um, like even in the playoffs last year, he was running the top power play unit over Riley just because he's got uh, a bit of a heavier shot. So uh, Could happen at any time. I think he's going to be locked in a second PP minutes, and they have been playing that second unit a lot more
3: the last couple of seasons. Uh, So, yeah, it's a good shout. Yeah. Um, I think just the last guy we should show from the Leafs is, if you are one of the 5% of leagues, which we've got enough listeners that I'm assuming some people Someone's got it. are out there, Gosh. where Jack Campbell is available,
1: Oh, with yeah, Peter Morazic
3: out, Jack Campbell is going to start every single game. He's been nothing but sensational so far. Stopped 61 of 63 for a 968. 2 Really, win.
2: since he's put on a Maple Leaf sweater. He's, he's
3: been unbelievable. Yeah. He's been very, very good. So, are alert, too. Uh, th- this week they've got great a game guy, against like, the Rangers on Monday. Guy, like, uh, Friday they play the Sharks. So you're gonna probably unless they decide to give Hutchinson the Sharks and then he plays Saturday in Pittsburgh. But even Pittsburgh is not a terrible matchup right now. They've looked solid, but I still wouldn't be terrified to start. Yeah, with.
2: you want to be on the front end of that back to back, obviously. Yeah. But.
3: So um, yeah, like if you're in one of those those five percent leagues with Mrazek out, especially because it's a groin with a goalie and a goalie that is notoriously injured
2: and um, never really played a
3: you know, or held down a full starters workload before. So, yeah. So if you're in one of those 5% leagues, uh, absolutely run over there. Okay. Uh, similar to the Tampa Bay situation, uh, the Vegas golden Knights, max patch is expected to miss six weeks. Um, which is humongous news. Mark stone is also day to day. Uh, so this lineup is going to change drastically in the coming days. <laughs> patch is, Been an an absolute monster (laughs) for a long time. Um, I think obviously, if there's leagues where uh, you know Riley Smith is only fourteen or thirteen percent owned, Riley Smith is is about to see a massive boost in ice time. Marcius Ho is obviously ninety-one, so he's probably not going to be available. uh, Carlson is at 61. He's going to see a big boost. We could end up Nolan seeing Patrick in the top. We could six. see Stevenson potentially move to the wing to try to make things work. Nolan Patrick could move up. Dadanoff could move up. Um, Dadanoff hasn't looked great thus far, Daddy but is not for the next six weeks, they're going to need a stopgap, um, and they could need two. for now stone is day to day. So we won't act like he's out, but patch is a humongous fucking hole for this team. Yep. And Smith is undoubtedly an incredible, Uh, one of the top ads right now has to be
2: the only problem with that is I think there's a good chance that when stone's healthy and obviously with patch already out that they go March. So Carlson stone,
3: right? Um, definite possibility,
2: but obviously they do love March so Carlson Smith. Those guys have probably played like over 1500 minutes together since Vegas became a franchise. So a lot of experience there. Uh, obviously I do think stone can carry Stevenson a
3: a bit and maybe make that. I, I think that what would probably happen is that, the Carlson so Smith line would kind of just become their de facto one and just yeah. see a little bit more ice time. And then they're going to move some like when they get Matthias Yanmark back. Like somebody a little bit more defensive, two way minded will go with Stevenson and Stone to per, to kind of Stevenson's form a little looked. form a little bit of a shutdown matchup line. And uh, and then ask the the misfit line to take on a little bit more of the offensive role. That's kind of how I see it breaking down. Peyton Krebs is another guy that's looked really good. He's one of their top prospects, if not their top prospect. Could he be a guy that moves up the lineup? Potentially, he's very very talented. Could he be, move up into a top six role uh, after just a couple games? There's a lot. There's a lot to uh, of wait and see here. Dadnoff
2: too, obviously, right? Dadnoff. Played on the top line for a long time in in Florida, so um, yeah, I he's think got he, top power play. Yeah, I know. think he's an obvious um, maybe thought as well to maybe
3: slot into the top six, especially on that left side with Patrick radio. I just saw how Peyton Krebs is actually was sent down to the AHL, and he's. Playing tonight, Jesus like to why would you do that? <laughs> you might need him. Might you, like your whole team is injured. You no, know, no, he was like it was all sent down for that. But look, like, yeah. why is he playing tonight? Like he should be in Vegas. Paper transaction, Just only. getting him some minutes. Yeah. um All right, the Washington Capitals are up next um you know another team that looked very very good in in their uh a couple games alexander ovechkin still a god yeah. uh, three goals two assists 11 shots in over 22 minutes per. a shorthanded goal
2: <laughs> yeah wasn't it only like his i forget what yeah I, he doesn't kill often no it was i don't want to say third but it was something like super
3: oh man i missed the stat i'll pull it up <laughs> while we're talking um but again this is it doesn't this, have a
2: lot maybe like nine or something but anyway it was only because this one was uh it was a expiring four on four it was a four on four and then um the other, whoever they were playing i forget who it was
3: shorthanded goals fifth of the of his career yeah. i would have three, three three of the five came in his rookie season oh that's what it was that's <laughs> how i had three I that's incredible yeah. he had one in 2000 s- he had one in 2009 and then wow. went like 12 years without one.
2: And literally the only reason he had one the other night is like I said, it was a four-on-four four and then the other team got one back on the ice just as he was coming in. Coming oh, no, in it's incredible.
3: He's leading the NHL in shorthand goals right now. <laughs> definitely going to keep definitely the first time yeah. that's happened. Um, yeah, he's pretty good. But yeah, this team really doesn't have a whole lot to offer in terms of wave wire pickups. The one guy I would mention is Vitek Vanasek. Um, he got the the opening night nod. He started the second game as well. Samsonov's always hurt. Samsonov is always hurt. Vanasek looked like the better of the two goalies in preseason, won the job. He's done nothing um, to really shake the confidence of the coaching staff. All he's done is stopped 45 of 48 shots for a 938 save percentage. So pretty, pretty good stuff. Outside of that, the uh, Hendrix Lapierre, if you're in a dynasty league, yeah. He's, he's one of the you know top rookies in the NHL right team now. Time. he uh you know that line's not like lapierre is probably only gonna play nine games and then get sent back down and then hopefully backstrom will be back at some point shortly after that but um it's not a whole lot really to to dive in here anything else for you guys that you like from this uh nah, no it's the
2: same it. recipe that it's been with caps for 10 yeah. years now it's stars and scrubs
3: right yeah. so and if
0: you don't have those pieces then yeah. you're probably not gonna get them so
3: yeah, Vanacek is actually a, a, a really nice ad this yeah. week. They've got the Avalanche who are banged up, and then New yeah. Jersey and Calgary, not the greatest matchups, but he could, you know, no back-to-backs. He could... And I
2: think he could definitely still get a lot of work
3: after that if he continues 100%. to play well. So. yeah. Um, all right, we've got the Winnipeg Jets to close out today's show. Um, another team that has not started very well. Uh, the, a team that people have very, very high hopes for, uh, and a team that we really, really like, but another team that really doesn't have a whole lot in terms of waiver-wire pickups. The only guy I would consider or mention is Pierre-Luc Dubois, mm-hmm. a friend of the show at 47% old, played over 18 minutes in the first two games. One of those games, Mark Shifley was out. When Mark Shifley came back, he played 20 minutes. <laughs> um, but Dubois like, I, I don't know. Like, like, where do you guys sit on Pierre-Luc Dubois? Because I'm, I'm... I'm just lost when I think about him. Like, how was he so good? Like, is he yeah. just Ryan Johansson
0: 2.0? I think I honest, I think so. And, and I, Started in Columbus, was drinking, great, got yeah. traded. Sucks. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid because I have him in two leagues, and, and I'm kind of like, oh, well, you know, last year maybe he's just, you know, taking some feelers, working his way into it, and this year is going to be the year he pops off playing with healers. Things are going to be awesome, and uh, I, th- I think you're right. I think, I think we found someone who caps at around
3: 65, 70 points at the most. Um, like, when he scored 27 goals with 61 points in 2019, it was like, like, that's all you're going to get. He's popping off. And well, it's almost, just, I, I think I'd yeah, be interested to early. see
2: him get like a month or two of actually playing 18 minutes a night like he has so far because he did see a pretty significant downtick in his he usage.
3: just always going to play Adam Lowry I know. minutes And obviously
2: eight. that attack in Columbus, it was pretty much you know he was really leading the fold there right he was getting pretty much all the pp one time he was playing with their best wingers, playing with Panter in the one year mm-hmm. um so yeah i i think you know there there's obviously a lot of talent in winnipeg so when we got the move we were excited about it but it seems like because he's been so firmly stuck behind shaffey it's kind of stunted his growth more than anything. Yep. Uh, but hopefully, and again, they just need to kind of get away from playing the bottom six so much and just go with more of a two-headed monster. So if they start to do that more, obviously we love Oilers. I think if he's playing that much and he's playing that much with Oilers, I do think he can still kind of have
3: a, a bit of a bounce back season this the year. The good news, which um, I talked about this on my DFS show the other day. He is on PP1 still, but the Jets are one of those teams. Some teams are like the Oilers who play their PP1 just exclusively. They never come off the ice. The the Jets kind of just... If you're on PP1 or PP2, it doesn't really matter. Like, obviously, you want to be on PP1 with Shifley, Connor, Wheeler, better players. But if Nick Ehlers goes out and snipes, Paul Maurice is like, fuck that. Yeah. Nick Ehlers, you're out there first. Instead of... Hey, let's put him with our good players. He yeah. just says, oh, you're out there with goddamn Andrew Kopp. Go, go try and score us a goal. So, PP1, PP2 isn't a huge difference in Winnipeg, but at least he is, you know, hypothetically or theoretically on... Yeah. Do you guys have any final thoughts uh, from the first week of the season?
0: Um, Just as always, you know, if you're zero and one, don't panic. Um, Like we always hear right away, a week in, you know, should I trade Panarin because he's not putting up point per game? No, just chill. Um, It's early. It's an early week. Things are different this year. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think um, we obviously pretty much covered everything there is to talk about, just in terms of what happened in the games, Uh, the first you know, half week here. Uh, I would say my top two waiver wire pickups, Timo Meyer, Jared McCann, they're both, you know, not super low, but I think 40% for Jared McCann, 32% for Timo Meyer. Um, those are probably, you know, looking through sub 40, probably the only two were insider. Yeah. I, they're the two, I feel really good about picking up and, you know, saying that Kirby, doc. A, Kirby doc. Oh yeah. Kirby yeah, doc. Kirby doc. doc. Was, yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I knew I, I knew I was missing someone. So Three guys there that I, I think you can feel pretty good about picking up and actually having a chance of, of rostering for the full season and uh not usually a whole ton of those
3: that come along in in uh in hockey from year to year. Just so. above that zone, I think like right around fifty. Yep. pulled Pulvey and Victor Everson, both mm-hmm. studs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both need to be added immediately. Um eyes on Olafson. I think Kyle Palmieri is is it, like he's behind Timo Meyer and Jared McCann. But not by a lot, in my opinion. I think I think Kyle Palmieri is right there because he is a guy that we've seen do it a lot.
2: Yeah, he just needs to keep getting the minutes. Yeah, it,
3: we'll see what happens. Him there, and but, yeah. Wallstrom are going to be battling. And then, which are, if Wallstrom goes up to that top line and top power play unit, then it, the whole thing flips, and then it's Wallstrom that needs to be picked up. Like if that happens, drop Palmieri and pick up Wallstrom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very simple. Yeah. But uh, all right, that is going to close out today's show of the season seven, episode eight of the DFO. Benoit Pouliot. Benoit yeah. Pouliot. Donald Brashear.
2: Stone for Mm. sure, 78? I think he was 87 before Crosby was. Was he? I remember him wearing 87 with Washington for sure. I think you're right.
0: That's hilarious.
3: (laughs) Who did you say? Benoit Puglia. Benoit Puglia. I
2: googled it because I couldn't think of anyone. (laughs) That's amazing. They also said um, the late great Pavel Dimitra wore it with the canadians like some team
3: that he had a half season you're right about Bashir, 87 see we're all the little dyslexic today it's been 17 <laughs> days since our last show we all had a mo- a, a bit Thanks of for dyslexia me feel today. better boys because yeah. i was shooting about 100 dyslex- percent dyslexia yeah. <laughs> it's still happening anyways <laughs> i'm roxy and we got dill d michael g thank you guys so much we'll see you guys back here next week i'm limiting my words so that me just
1: don't <laughs> baby be my fire Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
2: yahoofinance.com.